And welcome, Lily, high on life. And today we have a very special, special guest for you, Anna de Costa. Anna, welcome. Hello, Lily. Thank you for inviting me. It's my absolute pleasure. And one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on the show is because you live and breathe the epitome of what Lily High on Life is all about. It's the choice to feel good every single day. Absolutely, Lily. Absolutely. And not only that, but you've also written and published a book. So please tell us a little bit about your book. The book is called The Mystical Explorer Wins, and it took me a very, very long time to publish it. The book is a book of spirit. It's a celebration of gratitude, forgiveness, and sacred mantras. First, I have to thank my teachers, Bob Proctor and Napoleon Hill. If not for them, I could not have accomplished this task of being an author. I studied their work, You Were Born Rich, which is a university education. It takes about seven years to accomplish the work. I bought the education from America, and beside my day job, I studied and did the work at home. It's a mental program. And yes, and just having published the book, it really is a big thing because I know personally of many, many people who talk about writing a book, but then they don't actually do it. And you succeeded in actually publishing it and making it into something real. Yes. With this education, what the education does is it motivates you. So if you don't have the education, there won't be the motivation. They really dig deep and get you to bring out that special talent that's buried deep inside me. And what are the, you talk about gratitude and what are the, how does that related to feeling good? Well, I used to struggle with deep depression. I was living a life of desperation, just going to work and coming back home and asking myself, who am I? And I never felt fulfilled. I didn't have that passion and drive daily in my life. And you know, there are so many people that are doing that. And many are, as you were, in deep depression. But many don't even feel anything. They don't feel a depression, but they do the same thing over and over again. So you... Congratulations for recognizing that you needed some kind of motivation. Thank you, Lily. I went into healing and I used many modalities of healing to heal myself and I attended many seminars. Do you remember what the very first step was that you took? The very first step was, I would say, kinesiology. What is kinesiology? Kinesiology is where you where you tap into your body and there's an electrical system in the body which is your meridian lines so your facilitator taps on the body and unblocks the energy that's blocking you. But how did you even know about kinesiology? Well, I researched a lot purely because I was so depressed. So let's go back to this place where you're really depressed because when you are really depressed, you don't have the motivation to research. You don't even have the thought that there may be something that can help you. Do you remember what it was that actually... Lily, my depression was very deep. My depression was in my DNA and this was, I could not put a value on myself and I was very submissive so 
I didn't even exist. I was dead. How did you find your first book? How did you even know what to research? Well, I was, as a little girl, I was always... I was a dreamer. I was a full-time dreamer. I was looking up to heaven. I was very comfortable with heaven. But as I grew older, I realized, you know, with life, you get used to layers and layers and layers of people putting you down and you've got to be seen and not heard. You're not allowed to express yourself. But that's society teaching you that. That is so interesting Mm. because they say that all children are born with a very positive, happy, good attitude for getting the most out of life. Absolutely. So as you say, Mm. it is the things around you Mm. that start to affect you as a child. Yes. And do you remember that happening or was that, did you learn more about that when you were older and researching? When I was older, when I was older. I'd say that when I was young, you know, it's Everyone teaches you, you know, be seen and not heard. You don't have to talk now. Uh, You know, just sit there in the corner. You don't, how dare you speak? You know, wait for your turn. And you grow up with this negativity and you're just blocked. And I was absolutely blocked. But I started struggling with health issues in my adult years. And there were panic attacks, anxiety attacks, completely out of control. And I was having relationship issues. I could never speak freely to anyone. I was always thinking, you know what? I'm not even worthy of opening my mouth and speaking because there's no point. No one's going to ever listen to me. So this drove me. This struggle drove me to self-discovery. And I have to ask you as well, do you think that anybody who was close to you and around you would even have known that you were feeling this way about yourself? Not this depth. They Mm. knew that there was a struggle because they would say things like, oh, Anne, there you go again. It's another panic attack, another anxiety attack, and you'll get over it. Say your prayers, say some prayers, you know. Because it's lovely to pray. We always pray to God, to the universe, and say, please help me with this anxiety attack or panic attack. But this stuff never actually goes away. And it goes in cycle and comes back and it gets you. Every yes. time. And and my point in that was that there are so many people who walk around us and among us and people that we even know well that we don't know what goes on inside their heads and how they're really feeling because we learn to cope. Yes. We learn to live mm. so it's acceptable and people find us acceptable. But deep inside us, there are things that we don't even know how to share, which is why your book is just so important. Thank you. And this anxiety attack and panic attacks I'm talking about is just not... Uh, daily living but there are deep issues like how do I find a job how do I keep my job will I lose my job how do I pay my bills how do I find someone to love me and then we are constantly looking for people to love us and approve of us at home at work with our family members our friends our relatives we're looking for boyfriends girlfriends and this lack of love is just a disease Mm. Whereas once you study this work, this powerful education, the love is inside you and it just, the spirit, you just live with the spirit. Yes, and this is such an important concept that self-love, once you learn to love yourself, then everything else is a huge bonus and certainly welcome. But loving yourself is the most Mm. important thing of all. So you started, how old were you when you started this self-discovery? I would say 
there was this feel my mind is very mystical my book is called the mystical explorer wins because my mind is mystical i was yes. born with a mystical mind please explain I the title i would say i'm a full time dreamer and it caused me problems sometimes because i grew up i could hear people screaming in my ear and stop dreaming and get into the real world i actually grew up with that but i didn't know that i had a gift i didn't know that the dre- dreamers have enormous gifts because we are the creators we can create so easily but as i grew into my adult years and i realized that this was a gift and i got into bob proctor and the seminars and napoleon hill and napoleon hill they just teach you about your five senses there's so much that we don't know about the faculties of the human being which is our five senses which is hear touch taste smell and see and once we develop these five senses we develop the intuition and with that intuition that is the spirit that's where we are that's where we represent ourselves and everybody has these five senses yes. automatically yes. they're a given mm. it's just how to really appreciate and use them yes so that you can become really evolved in who you are and stay present and stay present fully present yes yes and that also connects you with everything not just with other people but also with the whole world and what's happening in the world mm. so take us through those five senses and how you develop them further through your research and reading so we have our five senses which is hear touch taste smell and see and the education is that we must hear it see it talk rich smell rich and see rich and this is a phenomenal education because you are completely in charge so this is self mastery this is self discovery and this is challenging because you delete the words poor average mediocre and you go to rich so you think rich act rich see rich smell rich and you keep working with the words rich and using rich dialogue you've got to change your dialogue and use start using a very rich dialogue to reprogram the brain because whether you use the word rich or something else it's about feeling good and yes. feeling better yes. so rich is a great word yes. because even as you say it there's an elevation yes although there are some people that would dispute that and say mm-hmm. it's not that at all yes. but whatever it is for you and rich is something that most people mm-hmm. can connect with you feel better yes. you feel good so i must actually take our audience back just a step for just a moment because you were actually born in Sri Lanka that's right and grew up there mm-hmm. and then you also lived in the United States for yes. a while before yes. coming to Australia mm-hmm. and making Australia your home yes and so you've lived in different places and in different cultures which also has an effect so yeah i'm from what i know of the sri lankan culture you were probably praised for being a quiet good girl who absolutely absolutely uh, sri lanka was very colorful we embraced all religions and there was a wonderful feeling of in the 50s 60s and 70s that's the time i was in sri lanka uh there was a great feeling of brotherhood You're and sisterhood and we embraced uh, 
the cultures and religions and there was more freedom and it was more safe than the world is now. So I would say my years in Sri Lanka was extremely colourful. But when I came to Australia, that's when the depression started. So I guess that was a point in my life where I had to deal with it. Now what do I do? So I could continue living that life of desperation or and go into medication and, you know, just living like there's, what else do I do? I'll just continue the way I am. But I questioned it and I go, no, there has to be something better. But I have to make a statement here. Just going to church in the morning and light a candle and saying prayers was not enough to get me out of the old belief system that was holding me down, that was holding me prisoner. I had to study. So I have to say that the importance to change your belief system, you have to bring in an education. You have to study something. It's like a subject. You have to study positive thinking. You have to study self-growth and motivation. Otherwise, it's simply not possible to change the belief system. It's an education like studying to be a doctor. If you, be, if you want to become a doctor, you've got to go to medical college. You've got to have teachers teaching you. You have to listen to lectures. You have to listen to tapes. Similarly, if you want to change the belief system, you have to have the education in front of you, listen to lectures, listen to tapes, and practice, practice, practice. And the most important thing is that you need to want to change. You have to want it. You have to want it. And you have to be ready for it. And then there's education everywhere. Yes. Because it's not just getting a school or university type education. Mm -hmm. It's what you pick up everywhere around you. Once you're ready to learn, then you absolutely learn. But we are so blessed now because the secret is out now. It's no longer a secret. The law of attraction is out now. Everyone knows about the law of attraction. But we must apply these laws. We must study the laws of attraction and use it in our daily lives. So we have to, the key is practice, practice, practice. It is. You're listening to Lily High on Life with Anna DaCosta and we'll just take a quick station break. Listening to J-Air, Jewish Australian Internet Radio. J-Air broadcasts to Caulfield and nearby suburbs on 87.8 FM, as well as streaming online at j-air, that's a-i-r dot com dot a-u. And you're back with Lily High on Life and listening to Anne DaCosta, who has written a wonderful book. And we're talking about feeling better, which is what her book is all about. And her journey through this has been an absolute delight with very serious um, learning into subjects like kinesiology and history and all about the brain and the body and the soul. So, Anne, you were saying just before that um, that your study took you into a lot of really interesting places. It did, Lily, because I had my day job, which was in the fashion industry, which I enjoyed immensely. But deep inside me, we all, we human beings, have talents deeply buried inside us, and we have to dig it out. So once I studied this education, up came my writing and up came the book. 
And this is a phenomenal education. You were born rich by Bob Proctor, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. We are we live in such privileged times that we have access to this sacred knowledge and we can use it. It's at our fingertips right now. And also um the backgrounds that you had, where you came from Sri Lanka, you lived in America, you lived in Australia, all of these different backgrounds added to who you were as a person when you received this as well. Can you talk a little bit about um, how you feel the different cultural aspects of the places you lived also gave you a unique insight into what you were learning. I was very blessed because in Sri Lanka we had uh, several religions and we enjoyed, we all enjoyed each other's religions and we acted like brothers and sisters and there was a lot of love at that time and we enjoyed each other's festivals. It was very colourful. So culturally my mind was rich. Then I went to America, and when I was in America, I was constantly studying the authors of America, and I was in, I was stunned that we could, there was so much more we had to learn. So here was me from Sri Lanka, and I was like out of a little cocoon. So I flew out of my cocoon into America, and then it was the great new world, as it is referred to, and there was so much more to embrace. And then I was always absorbing it quietly. And then I came to Australia and then it was time to do the work. I call it the inner work. And I have to say that gratitude, the spirit always spoke to me and said to me, Anne, you must practice gratitude. And once I started practicing gratitude, it cured the diseases of my mind. So I had a lot of diseases in my mind, unhappiness, panic attacks, um, unable to do this, unable to do that, frightened, submissive, um, and gratitude cured all those diseases. Forgiveness. How did you start? I started by, the spirit said to me quite loud in my ear, obviously because I was not listening and I was disobedient to the inner voice. One morning I woke up and it literally screamed in my ear, I want you to write down a million things that you're grateful for. (laughs) And that was the start of my book. So I took a book and jotted down one to million. I literally did because it was like someone... So you did the numbers first. I did the numbers first because this voice was scolding me, like someone was scolding me, saying, hurry up and write. So I started I I numbered one to thousand one to three thousand eight thousand then I was started to struggle after eight thousand and then I kept on and on and on and when I finished a million half my anxiety attacks my panic attacks disappeared my disapproval my submissiveness my lack my limitation my short-sightedness everything half of it disappeared and then I went wow here's the new girl now here's the spirit what were the first ones what were the easy gratitudes the easy gratitude is like thank you for the sun the moon the stars the firmaments because I'm a real heavenly girl right and then of course my home my parents those are easy ones but then to enlarge the mind and to enlarge gratitude you go sticks stones flowers birds furniture toilet paper cupboards and this goes on and on and by the time you finish a thousand it's like whoa I'm 
You must have been reaching for the last million, even a couple of hundred thousand. After I finished a million, my mind is so tuned in. My mind is so grateful. It's almost like if I were to describe how my mind was before gratitude and after gratitude, I would say that when you are in a paddock with a wild horse and you want to tame it, it's very frightening, isn't it? So the wild horse is your untrained mind. So when you practice the gratitude and the sacred mantras and the vision board and the journal writing, when you use your tools for self-empowerment, then you tame the horse and you can ride it. Similarly, that's what the mind is like. The, the mind is wild. It's crazy because you haven't trained it to one-pointedness. Right. But once you fill it with gratitude, you introduce the gratitude and the forgiveness and the sacred mind, all these beautiful tools of self-empowerment, then you, the mind is just like, hello, what can I do for you now? And you actually feel better. You feel it. You feel, feel it. it. You are so enriched. How did you get into the fashion business here? When I, I was always a fashion girl. When I was in Sri Lanka, I used to model. And um, being, that was my forte right. in the fashion industry. Then I went to America. There was fashion there as well. Then I came to Australia and went straight into fashion, into the fashion industry. And the higher end fashion. fashion. Yes. yes. In Daimaru, I was in the top end with all the top labels, Valentino, Basile, beautiful labels that have disappeared now. We don't even get to see them anymore. Max Mara. Max Mara is still here. Then I joined David Jones and did fashion again with international labels and Australian labels, which I loved very much. So and you were really interacting yes, with some of, the, so. some of the wealthier women that yes. were in Australia. Yes. Were they happy? Did, what did you notice about their well, way like, of being? Well, serving them was fabulous because it was all occasions. You dress them for work. You dress them for occasions, weddings. So that part was very exciting. And then you get to know some people as well. But when I worked in Daimaru, I clearly remember that I was very much into this stuff as well then. And two of my customers, when I worked at Daimaru, they wanted to get married and and they didn't have husbands. And they said, oh, we'll never have a husband. We'll never find a man. You know, they were going. I said, no, I'll, I'll give you some mantras. Here are some mantras. Chant them. And if you do, start a vision board and you do some mantras, you know, your, your husband's going to come. And then both two customers in particular came and told me, oh, my God, and we're happily married. Thank you so much because of you. And it really is what you see and what you envisage. Yes. yes. If you just stay stuck in reality mm. you'll just get more of what that reality is um, Mike and uh, I'd like to just dig a little deeper in this because it's about people and people every day and people putting on a good face so because you would see the same people repeatedly over a period of time were you even aware because you have this sensitivity as well and you were learning all of these things for a more positive life were you even aware of some of these women who weren't really happy they had the money to 
buy everything they wanted. Yes. Would, were there some women that, that had no self-awareness that you were able to also connect with? Yes. I, I have to say that when, you ha- when you're dealing with people, they come from different levels. Some of them are aware and some of them are not aware. I would never offer this knowledge to people if I feel. I go by my feeling plane. Yes. That's, I work with my intuition. And I will never offer this to anyone if I don't feel it's right. But if, if I feel there's a need for it, I will step in and say something. And that's how I continue with my life even today. And what about the self-awareness of people? that you deal with do you feel that uh, some people are aware but don't know what to do or just aren't even aware that there is some people because there are many layers the mind is covered with many many layers and if we don't do this inner work we will just as they say we come and we go we are born and then we die and then we go Uh, Bob Proctor says it really beautifully in one of his most powerful quotations and that that when I read that I woke up instantly from my depression he says when a human being dies it's not the death of a human body it's the death of dreams and when I read that I said to myself whoa I've been dead all these years. Now I may as well study this powerful information and live again, live my dreams. <laughs> I love that. And that's how yes, the book came. I love that. Um, my mother is a very positive person, but every now and then people have their moments and she tells me I live in fantasy land. Oh, I love fantasy land. And that's what I say to her. I say, come join me in fantasy land. Yes. If you don't like it, you can yes. always go back, yes. but at least come have a good time for a little while. Yes. Very few people realize that fantasy land is important because I have been accused uh, there are people who don't like me as well and that's fine because not everyone has to like me and people who don't like me say things like oh you're so deluded and you live in fantasy land and I go okay right but yes. I live a different life to you and I don't and you know what I don't even have to say it because these people are just walking around judging judgmental that's all they do and the truth is that it's not that they don't like you mm. it's that they're talking about themselves yes because yes. what you reflect to others is what's going on it's, inside of you. It's their mirror. It's their mirror. And when you're, you know, we, we live on this vibrational plane mm. where the law, like the law of attraction is like is attracted to like. So those people that are on a different plane and they see you happy, they see you at peace, they see that you're feeling good, they have no way to relate to that. Yes. They have no way to relate. Yes, because they don't have this knowledge. They haven't, uh, they haven't dug deep to find it and they're not ready for it. Some of them are clearly not ready That's for it. it. They're not ready for it. Yes. You cannot give this you to anybody. You can't force this on anyone. You have to be ready for it. The because no- it's quite scary and I do understand it because to receive this information it's it's very challenging because you're taking responsibility for yourself and taking responsibility for yourself your thoughts is the your key, words yes. is the key because when you take responsibility mm-hmm. you cannot be a victim 
you're no longer a victim. And then you go and you ascend. I love this word, ascension. Ascension. It's your ascension into self-mastery. And also, even on a simple, the simplest level, Mm -hmm. when you take responsibility and you say, ah, I said this or I thought this. Yes. Then you can change it. Absolutely. If you're a victim, you can't change it if it's somebody else. Yes. Once taking responsibility is being able to change everything in your life. Yes. And the most wonderful thing about this knowledge that I studied, Lily, is that now it's been, I would say, I really put my head down and took on this huge challenge I took it seriously from 2007 onwards. I started in 2002 attending seminars from America, but then I went on 2002. It quietly went into, you know, the understanding was getting bigger and wider and more graphic. And then when I came to 2007, it was like, that's it. I'm doing this. There's no going to the left, no going to the right. This is my life path. This is my life direction. This is what I'm going to do. And now I'm enjoying this time. Because now in 2020, I've got, I never believed that I would say this, Lily, but I'm sharing this with you. The seeds have sprouted. I love that. I love it. And the most wonderful thing about living what you believe is that when people are ready, they will come to you because they can see that you've consistently been doing the same thing and you feel good. And Mm. they say, okay, now I want to feel good too. I want to, I want to feel good like her. So it's leading by example that is the best way to share anything. It is. It is a very powerful way to live. And this is the greatest gift. I I dedicated my book to my daughter because my gift to her as a mother is lead by example. And this is, uh, to me, the most most powerful song is Annie Lennox. Sisters are doing it for themselves. I love that song. So this is for me and my daughter, this book. And this is my gift to her. It's a fabulous motivation to do anything is for your children. You want a better life and a better world for them to come into. Absolutely. My guest today is Anna DaCosta. You're listening to Jair 87.8 FM and Lily High on Life. Anna, thank you so much. Um, Let me just go back a little bit. You spoke about how there are things that you realized about your childhood once you got older or once you started studying this. I'm in two minds about this, so let's discuss it. Things that happen in your childhood, there's a here and now, Mm -hmm. and you go forward from there. That's the easiest thing. Whatever happened in the past is in the past, Mm -hmm. and today you have a choice to make a different choices and have a better future. Mm-hmm. So your parents got divorced when you were quite young. Yes. And this left some scarring and some things also that yes. you discovered yes. as you were going through these, uh, through the education you mm-hmm. were now getting. I'd like you to talk about that and what you found and discovered later in life. But also, let's discuss the fact that is it really necessary to uncover the pain? Is it really necessary to know about it? Because you've studied a lot more than I have. Lily, that's a very good, important 
point you're making. Initially, if you don't have this education, then you are stuck in the past and you're always lamenting, oh, I should have had a better life. I should have had a better mother. I should have had a better father. And you're constantly blaming your parents. You're constantly blaming your teachers who taught you the environment you grew up in or the relatives were bad. Because, look, this is everybody's story, right? So if we don't do the work, then we are stuck in the past and we will never stay present and we will never go to the next level of our life direction or we will never get on our life path. So if we want to get on our life path, we have to study this beautiful education that's free and gratitude is free. Forgiveness is free. Forgiveness has two parts. The reason I say this is because one is you forgive your enemies and let them go because look, this is part of life. We all hurt each other. Just let it go. It doesn't mean you love them. No, it doesn't we don't mean love. and we don't and you don't no longer have to meet them and have coffee with them, but you just let it go. And let it go means you don't talk about it anymore. So it's not important. It should be of very little importance to you. And when you do this, when you practice gratitude and but part two of forgiveness is very important. The forgiveness the true meaning of forgiveness is you forgive yourself for your sins and your sins are sins of poverty thinking and poverty talking so it's poor talk and poor thoughts that is the greatest that is the greatest sin on earth poor talk and poor thoughts and forgiving yourself is huge yes because in order to love and appreciate yourself Mm -hmm. you have to know there are no mistakes no and none of us are perfect None of us are perfect. And those mistakes are what give us the greatest lessons. And those mistakes are good because it's what molds you and shapes you. I look back on my past and I'm going, oh my gosh, I love it. I absolutely, what a blessing that this happened, this happened. I get out my list and I go, wow, I'm so grateful that all these things happened to me because that's what made me strong and courageous and brave. And now I'm ready to take on anything. Yes. And it's knowing that you can, knowing yes. that you are capable yes. and knowing that everything comes from you mm-hmm. and you are the creator of your yes. life. Yes, and that phrase that I'm a creator is so powerful because the universe is a cre- is creation, God is creation and we are co-creators. So if I'm a creator, then what am I creating? I'm creating gratitude, I'm creating forgiveness, I'm creating the vision board, I'm creating journal writing, I'm always a creator. And love and Harmony, love and harmony in your life. Spreading joy, endless joy. And the things that, you know, you can look outside at what other people have created. Mm -hmm. And people have created the most amazing things. Yes. I mean, uh, peace in the world everybody wants. But there are individuals that have made great strides and inroads politically or to, to actually make a better world. There are people that have built companies that are worth nearly a trillion dollars. I mean, that's a mind-boggling thing. But first, it's the inner peace within you. You feeling good yourself when you wake up in the morning. Yes. And you can say, I'm so grateful that I've woken up and I feel good. 
this feeling plane is very important lily i love your i love the work that you do feeling good because that says it all we can't go beyond that and the feeling plane is so important because if we want to prosper in life and we want to really feel we want to go to the next level which is greater happiness greater understanding more wisdom sacred knowledge and we want more of that and we want to become rich human beings we first start with the feeling plane do what makes us feel good about ourselves and we know intuitively i can't do this i shouldn't do this and i should do this so we should select what is it that makes us feel good and just absolutely and, and grow with that without the, without mm. the shoulds yes. i know you did a lot of research into the mind and how the mind affects how we look at the world and what we think talk a little bit about um NLP yes. and some of the yeah. uh, mind. I, the, to me, this is a fascinating subject. The mind is a very powerful instrument. It is the most precious and the most powerful instrument that we all possess. The mind is like a secret garden. So what we have to do is we have to plant seeds of success, gratitude, forgiveness, and then we have to water it with gratitude and forgiveness. So we plant seeds of success and prosperity, and we carefully nurture the soil and we watch it and we we have to be careful of the storms and the and the winter and the cold chills and the hot blazing sun so in spite of all those weather conditions we have to nurture our plants and then our pl- nurture the seeds and then the seeds will sprout and the most interesting thing that i found is that the mind doesn't really distinguish between reality and our fantasies it doesn't. We implant the reality this because yes. that's what we That's what we say. want. Yes. But once we go into fantasy or what a lot of people call fantasy about the future yes. and what you envisage in yes. the future, the mind sees that. The mind sees that's that's the imagination. The imagination is the most powerful instrument that we possess. Because anything your mind can conceive, it can achieve. Exactly. It can achieve. And That's the secret. And the example that I always give is putting a man on the moon. Yes. For goodness sake, yes. look at everything that has to go into actually putting a man on the moon. It's a lot of work. But it starts with a concept. It starts with a concept. That's it. So talk a little bit about vision boards because I know they're very big in, in vi- one of the, the things that you The vision board purport. is massive. It is all important. Now, for example, you'll get lots of people, 80% of the world, population right now are worried about their jobs and worried about how to get make money to pay their bills and this is a big issue then they've also got relationship issues don't get on with the parents can't find a boyfriend can't find a girlfriend you know it's endless 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 worrying so what we are needing is we're needing some tools to really get on our path and be rich human beings to be successful to for daily living so we get the vision board out i cannot say this enough so the vision board is fantasy for all you vision board lovers out there and your fantasy lovers out there let's get the vision board out we cut out the pictures i always ask people do so you, you start ha- with a big sheet of That's blank it. paper or you can start with your laptop you get into your laptop you 
and you or a piece of board and then you cut out pictures of exactly what you want and it's got nothing to do with money it's got to be based on fantasy the big house the big car the big job whatever but when I say this to people immediately the first reaction I get is money is not important people who have money are very unhappy people who have money are cursed and then we go down a negative lane again it's not that it's when you put it out when you put out the house and the car we live in a materialistic world we're not living in a world without materialism yes. we need stuff to live we need microphones we need books we need golf clubs and it's okay cars. that stuff it's makes a, us happy of course that's so, a good thing so, and even when we are asking for a life partner ask for a good person a fabulous person start with words and pictures start creating because we are creators we are yes. creators so we start creating with the pictures but what people don't realize is that after a while the mind grasps the picture yes they don't realize it the mind I ask so many people do you have a vision board and nine times out of ten they say I don't have one and these are educated people I know a lot of people think yes if you're listening and you're thinking vision board are you kidding me yes don't tell anybody it can be your secret it is just start one yourself and see start one yourself and your and your will blow your mind and your life will change because Mm. then you are using the greatest gift that God has blessed you with which is your imagination yes and this is the place this is where the magic happens and it's about feeling good yes so while you're thinking of things that even if they never happen even if you don't believe they will ever ever happen once your mind goes to what you want yes instead of to what you don't want and your mind is looking at things that make you feel good happy instead of things that are depressing you and or bringing you, you down hope. it's it, giving you hope hope yes hope that's the big we thing we like that word it's giving you hope and the other thing that i really wanted to touch on cuz our time is going so quickly but the power of words <gasps> the power of words every time you say i can't you can't every time you say something is so hard it becomes yes, hard. Yes. It doesn't the, have to. Yes. The power of words is everything. Because as you speak, the word leaves your mouth. Your mouth is very important because the mouth is the entrance to your soul. You shape your life. You shape and mold your life. And everything that you happen is with your mouth. As soon as you open your mouth, out goes the word. And the word goes to the brain. So the brain is the CEO. And then the brain dictates to your entire body. And so says you can't you can't you can't you can't you won't you won't you won't and all the negatives so let's change those negatives into positives no more negatives no more negatives (laughs) let's do the positives and just as important is asking yourself the right questions because if you know take the example of a a bad relationship why did i choose him why did i no Ask yourself, what do I want in the next person? Absolutely. What was it about that relationship that I discovered I want? And focus on the things you want and make the question, where do I find, how do I find someone that has all these 
positive qualities, somebody that's a good person, somebody with a good sense of yes. humor, somebody yes. that makes me laugh. Yes. I think the I think the word blessing is all important. If you can take everything as a blessing and a learning life lesson, then it's very important. If you're in a bad relationship, it's in a blessing because you're going to tell yourself, you know what? The next one is not going to be like this. I learned this is I what this. I want I from this relationship. I was still submissive. I was this. I was that. And you know why it was a More bad so. I want someone that allows Absolutely. me to be myself. But you must write it. You must write it down. You and must write, write the words. And write it in. Yes. Write the words in a way that will bring them to you. Absolutely. Not in... I was too submissive, yes. but as in, the I know, words. I know, I have a voice. I know I'm a smart person, and I'm worthy of love, and I'm worthy to receive the goodness of life and kind Abs- people into my life. Yes, yes, absolutely, all of that, and it, the, and it comes back to gratitude. Your, back to gratitude. Your million things to my be million grateful things to be for. grateful for. I can see how writing down yes. a million of them now very few can people, put you people, in that space. Yes, people will be shocked when I tell them this, but I eat gratitude, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And when I'm doing nothing, I start practicing gratitude. So my mind is never idle. I'm constantly practicing gratitude because it protects my mind. If and I don't do it, my mind will be invaded by negativity. And you know, in the Jewish religion, Orthodox people are constantly saying thank you for everything. The first thing an Orthodox person does when they wake up and open their eyes is say a prayer oh. of gratitude for waking up in the morning. For life itself. For life itself, before every meal, after every meal. So that's already built in yes. to a Jewish Grat- psyche. Yeah, gratitude is my DNA now. My uh, my my big my, my small aha just now about that yes. is how many Orthodox people that do that realize the joy in the prayers that they're oh. saying. It becomes an automatic thing. It I know is automatic. I know a lot of people are on automatic pilot when they do it, but it really is about okay. So I'm doing this. Thank yes. you to God yes. with joy. Yes, and really God is higher power, higher spirit, whatever it is. And when we say, when I say thank you and I'm giving praise and I'm doing my gratitude, I'm not doing it because I'm wanting something. No, I'm doing it because it makes me feel fabulous. And that's the best reason. That's the best reason. Anna DaCosta, thank you so much. And our time is up, unfortunately. We could do another couple of hours on this. Thank you, Lily. The seeds have sprouted. Thank Thank you you so so much. Thank you.